Hi, I'm Kristen. Thanks for joining us today at Noosa Church's God in Us podcast, where we believe that the God in us is our real story to be told. Our church family is full of incredible people who are living out their faith every day and living lives that are bringing glory to God. Let's hear about the God in us. Well, good morning, Mrs. Jane Ross. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. It is very exciting for me to have you in the studio. I can imagine we're going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah. Because you're fun, Jane. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's your middle name, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you have that reputation wherever you go. Yeah, probably. For fun. Mm. Have you always been like that? Yeah, I have. But at the same time, I can be looking like I'm having fun, but not feeling full of fun. Really? Yep, that's the flip side too. Tell me what that's like. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes you get a bit anxious and you talk a lot and you're really just coping with how you feel by talking. Yeah. Mm. So you're like the rest of us where in some situations you don't feel comfortable. That's right. And, oh, and yet I you love... come across as if you <laughs> always do. I know. But I'm actually an extrovert introvert. Oh, I love okay. to withdraw and... Be on my own. Okay. A lot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But then you get sick of your own company and need yeah. to find a party to I join. I still need people to balance right. me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good combo to have. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unusual, but it is good. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I, I get it. Yep, totally. Yeah. So, yes. So, um, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in the Northern Territory. Ah. I was born in Brisbane. Okay. And when I was six weeks old, we moved to Adelaide. Okay. Alice Springs, Catherine, and then Darwin, where oh we stayed. Wow. Mm. There you go. <laughs> That's quite a lot of moves. You wouldn't remember any of them, I'm guessing. Not not much. No. No. I, I remember flying to Darwin on the plane. Okay. And I remember being really excited because I thought we were going to a really big city. And it wasn't, actually. <laughs> In fact, yeah. it's a big country town. <laughs> My dad was yes. with civil aviation, so he was transferred quite a lot. Right. And that's that's all the changes that he had in his job. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. what was Darwin like? Well, I thought it was amazing when I got there because yeah, it was okay. so much bigger than anywhere I'd been. Yes. It was. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was a good place to grow up as a kid? Yes, it was. Crocodiles? Mm. Hmm? Crocodiles? Yeah, um, they were in the creeks and the rivers. <laughs> yeah, so you don't swim in those? No, you no. don't. No. But we swam. I used to go up to the pool a lot. Yes. Okay. And I enjoyed that until um, Mr. Jeffs, who was in charge of the pool, he called out to me because I was sitting in the pool with a red paddle pop right. or an icy pole. Okay. <laughs> and he said, well, that girl in the with the red paddle pop, please get out of the pool. <laughs> Isn't it funny what sticks in your mind? <laughs> that scarred you for life and you never went back again. Oh, my no. goodness. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> so um, were mum and dad believers? Um, yes. Yes. Dad was from High Anglican. Okay. And mum was Catholic. Wow. And so he had to sign uh, some paperwork allowing mum to bring us up as Catholics. Wow. Yeah, because it was considered okay. like a mixed marriage then. 
You're mm. joking. No. Wow. So mum did take us to church to the big cathedral in town in Darwin. Right. And I remember going and we always had to have a hat on because you had to have your head covered. Okay. <laughs> and um, mum, she was the first person to tell me about God because yeah. I said to mum, who made God? And she said, no one. He's always been there. And that was kind of the sort of lit a little flame inside, I think. Yeah. But mum suffered greatly because she was taking um, the pill, a contraceptive pill, which for Catholic women in the 1960s. Oh, yes, a big no. It's a mortal sin. Oh, no. And so one day at church I said to mum, why aren't you having communion? And she said, because I'm committing a mortal sin. She said, oh. I'm taking birth control. Oh. So I don't know whether she ever resolved that Wow! Um, before Isn't she died. Really sad? Yeah, but that's, what, that's how they were um, made yeah. to feel and yes. it was very serious. It is, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty so sad. So how many of you, how many siblings? Four. Four of you, um, yeah, and you don't blame her for no, not she, wanting anymore. <laughs> and, yeah, she found new babies, like most of us, a bit much. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but she loved us and everything, but... Yeah, I think oh, she found wow. it a challenge. Yeah. Mm. Yet she obviously still um, reconciled the faith outside of that. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, she was. She still retained her Catholic beliefs up till she died. Yeah, okay. And I'm pretty sure that she would have had a talk to God about the issue with the contraceptive pill by then. I, I'm sure they would have, <laughs> yes. So where did you go then? Did you stay in the Catholic Church yourself? Yeah. Or? No. I, when I reached age 12, mum and dad decided to send me away to a Catholic boarding school in Charters Towers oh. in Queensland. Wow. Um, mum said it was so that I would be a lady. <laughs> and did they succeed in making you into no, a lady? I was really homesick the first time oh, because that was grade eight, so I was twelve. Oh my goodness! That's and so Darwin's young. so far. Yes, but they used to send occasionally food parcels. Okay. And other girls at school used to ask me out on long weekends and things like that, so that I didn't have to be left at the boarding school. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of them lived right near. Right. Yeah. Mm, well, so it's too far for you to go. So did your yeah. other siblings go there as well? No, just me. Just you. You yeah. were the one that needed to become a lady. But at, by the end of grade eight, they, I'd convinced them to let me stay in Darwin for high school. Yeah. But sadly, that's when all the. Um, Trouble began with me. Okay. Yes, I started to rebel and um, did quite a lot of (laughs) shoplifting. (laughs) I made a career out of it. (laughs) Really? My dad was very um, tight-fisted when it came to pocket money and things like that. And I'm not using that as an excuse, Mm. but there was just something in me that was compelled to do it. And I finally got caught by Tim the Toyman. I was stealing a nurse's kit for my sister's birthday, my sister Sarah. And, so um, there was good intentions yes, there. Yes, she grew up to be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> but he caught me and chased me home through the school. Oh, wow. And I ran home and I threw the thing up on top of the cupboard in my bedroom. Um, and But the police came to the door oh. and my mother um, was mortified. She gave me up to the police. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a funny, it's funny 
a bit sad in a way. I don't know why that happened. Yeah. But I pretty much stopped now. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear. Wow, I, you I learned just, your lesson. I just, you know, I just had this this moment where I thought, I want people to trust me. Yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. And, and I you just didn't. stopped. Wow. Thank God. <laughs> That's great resolve for yeah. a teenager. Yeah, I was pretty ratty, but I, yeah, I knew what was right and what was wrong. So was that the extent of your rebellion? Oh, no. There was the usual drinking and running around with boys in cars and smoking. Mum said of all her children, I was the most trouble, but she loved me. She loved me. So, (laughs) but I was, I was, I was a lot of trouble sneaking out at night, getting caught. I just, I just wanted to rebel. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So I did. And. The punishment for the shoplifting was they sent me back to boarding school. Oh no! <laughs> but um, well, that was a punishment. But they let me back again. So oh goodness! <laughs> and that's when I met David Ross. Uh oh! <laughs> I was so only fifteen. Old? Oh really? Mm. Wow! I was. We- I know what I was wearing. I know he was wearing jeans and a white t-shirt mm-hmm. and leather sandals, and he was mm-hmm. standing out the front of a place where there was a dance on. And I said to my friend, Sue, I really like David. And she said, don't worry, I'll go and tell him. <laughs> and she went and said, "Who? who's David Ross? And someone else put their hand up. But then he said, oh, it's me. And she said, oh, Jane Presswell likes you. And that was the start of where we are now. Wow. I know. There you go. All those years ago. Yeah. It's amazing. And David, he treated me like a lady. He always paid my way wherever we went. And he never um, put pressure on me like Mm. other boys did. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So he was the one for a very long time. Well, we, we sort of, we had a lot of ups and downs because we were young and then finally I got pregnant with our first child and I went to the doctor just to t- see and he said, yes, you're, you are, you're about three months. Mm-hmm. And um, So how, how old were you then? 16. Goodness, Jane. No, 17. 17. Wow. And um, David came around one evening to tell mum and dad and dad was at work but mum got really upset she said, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> and um, then when Dad came home, he was fine. He wow. just said to David, how are you, do you plan to take care of Jane during her confinement? <laughs> during her confinement? So were you banished for the other uh, <laughs> six months? No. Um, my mother, although she was a strong Catholic, she didn't have faith in my ability to handle the situation because she felt that the child would end up in her care. Right. And and so how did you go? 17. Like, that's young. I know. Well, I got sent off with, with my dad to find out if, whether or not I could have an abortion, wow. which was shocking. And they explained to dad that my pregnancy was too far gone yes. to consider an abortion. And so my father said, well, let's leave her alone. Wow. So I got sent away uh, to stay with David's sister in Brisbane. Okay. But I came home a couple of months later. Homesick again. I said, I want my baby because we're going to adopt him out. Okay. Mm. Wow. I didn't know it was a boy or a girl, but we were going to adopt him. Okay. 
but I, I came to a place in my own heart where I wanted him or mm. her. And mum said, okay, let's get some nappies. <laughs> wow. Cloth nappies in those days. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Goodness yeah. me. So how's David feeling in all of this? Like, Was he working or? Yeah, he was working for his dad and um, he was having trouble coming to terms with it. I bet. And in fact, when I did go down to Brisbane for that time in the early pregnancy, he started socialising a bit. But he said he knew when I stepped off the plane that he wanted me. Yeah. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So... Um, God in any there, anywhere there Nowhere. for you? Still not? No. Not God, okay. no. Um, now, God, um, I had Andrew, our first son, yep. and we got a little flat together when Andrew was five weeks old, mm-hmm. and I couldn't cook, and I couldn't really do much of anything properly, but anyway, I muddled through. Wow, with <clears> a newborn. And the cyclone came and blasted everything away for a while. Wow. Yeah, so I was sent away from Darwin just after the cyclone because I had a baby. Oh, goodness me. And, um, yeah, it's pretty horrendous. <laughs> but David stayed because they were helping clean up. Right. And he came down to see me in Brisbane for a few weeks. Hmm. So did you lose your home? Or? No, we had a little no. flat and our okay. flat was fine. Wow. But the owner's car fell on, no, yeah, the owner's house fell on our car. Okay. And our parents lost both their homes. Wow. So it was pretty awful. Yeah, Yeah, that was horrific, wasn't it? Yeah, and everyone was standing outside, you know, in the early morning gloom Mm. saying, this is an act of God. And where do you even, what do you do? Where do you start after something (laughs) Well, we didn't know if our parents were alive. So we were anxious to Mm. see them and we finally saw them. So Mm. that was good. Yeah. So you were shipped off again. Yes, I was shipped off to Goodness Brisbane me, with David's you were sister. Good at packing your bags, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah. Um, I stayed down there a few months and then um, I was allowed to come back. And we lived in a room of a guest house that David's father owned wow. with our little baby. And then okay. we moved into a house on the property. Okay. It was a, it was a truck depot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we did. That was the family business. Yeah, and there were rats all through the house, and so I had an awful time trying to manoeuvre my way around these rats. Oh, Jane. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was okay. Um, now, still um, no real thought of God until my second child, Peter, was born. Okay. How, how much longer was that? Three years. I okay. was 20 when I was married and 21 when he was born. Wow. And that Still was Still so young. I know. And that was the um that was the God time. That's okay. when because I had a Catholic background, I was most fearful about the children okay. being christened mm-hmm. or baptized. Mm-hmm. And David said, Well, I want them done in the Methodist or Uniting Church because that, that's who I am. Right. I said, Okay. I said, I don't care, you know, where we get them done as long as they're done. <laughs> I'd asked a Catholic So did David priest. have a faith of his own or was he just grow, he was nominal? No, he was up. just, that's where I was christened kind yes. of thing. Yep, okay. Um, and so this, we rang the Uniting Church and this beautiful man, I can't even remember his name, it's escaped me, but he was, he came out to talk to us about getting the children christened and he challenged us and he said to me, why do you want this? I said, because... The Catholic Church says they, when they die, they'll go to a place called limbo. 
if they're babies. And he said, really? I said, yes, they teach that. And I was really scared of that. Anyway, and then this friend of mine, my very good friend, had a baby and she married a Catholic man who didn't keep the faith, but he wanted the sacrament of christening for his son. And they asked me to be a godmother. Okay. And my heart just woke up because I couldn't see any consistency between their lives and what they were doing. Yeah. It was just a formality to them. And that's what his name was, Nevin Vorsa, the uniting church man that came to our house. He challenged me and, you know, David didn't hear it, but I heard it here. Yeah, wow. And see, I will always thank God for that man. Yeah. To be so good as to take a step and say something challenging. Wow, yes. Which so, we mostly like to avoid. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very, so very then good. then the search began and um, this lady from the church uh, up the road, we're out in the bush, She he sent her to see me and she came to see me and talked to me and she kept saying, the Lord this and the Lord that. <laughs> and I said to my mother, this lady came saying, the Lord this and the Lord that. And my mother said, keep away from her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she came and she just said hello and everything. And then I was reading this book by Victor Bugalosi, who was the um, prosecutor in the Sharon Tate murders oh, that were committed back in the 60s. Right. Because mm. I liked crime books. Anyway, I'm reading this book and then one day I come home and there's another book sitting on my doorstep which said Child of Satan, Child of God. And it was written about... Um, this woman who was involved in the Sharon Tate murders that had been powerfully saved in prison on death row. Oh, wow. Baptised in water, baptised in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, I, And someone had just left it on your doorstep. This Yvonne lady that came from the church. The Lord church. lady. The, yeah, the Lord. And I, I put the book down and I rang her and I said, oh, I've got to know more about God. Wow. She said great, we've got a Bible study tonight, why don't you come? So I, I rushed over to the Bible study and um, I remember the first ever Christian chorus I heard was, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him. Wow. This lady was playing a, a guitar and singing and, um, yeah, that was, that was how the search started. Mm. And then I gave my life to Jesus at a, a full gospel Businessmen's breakfast. Yes. Okay. They used to be something they did back well, in the women day. Women allowed to go to those, aren't we? Oh, I thought it was just for men. No. Oh no, it was a, a night thing, a dinner thing. Mm, mm. And I just stood up because there was no guidance as to answering an altar call. I sure. just stood up and committed yeah. my life to God. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I was pretty cool. <laughs> so what's David thinking? In He's all of thinking this? I've gone into a, some kind of lunatic. Okay. Like because I've festooned the walls with posters and I've decorated the beautiful car we had with with, um, doves up one (laughs) and one way Jesus on the back window. (laughs) Oh, no. And, you know, I'm completely religious and I'm wearing a a fish pin on my collar in case I meet another Christian and I'm just off with the fairies and (laughs) I used to play tapes in those days and my friend Yvonne lent me a Pat Boone tape. 
And so I used to listen to this because he used to sing in tongues on it. Oh, okay. And so I'd be singing away with him. Anyway, then one day a friend came down and it was when she left, I just thought, "Ah, I I want to be different. I'm different now. And I went and knelt in my room and I asked God to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And so he did. Wow. I know. And David wasn't home. So I ran through the house. I ran around the garden. I ran to the stables. (laughs) I was so excited. Wow. Yeah. He had actually done that in me that I'd I'd met with him. Oh, goodness me. And there was this book at my friend's house. It was color photographs of the movie about Jesus. Passion of the Christ. No, I think it was long before before that. And I remember staring at these photos and actually feeling like I was in love <laughs> with him. So, but I was, but yeah. not the photo, but yeah. him. Yeah, I was wow. in love. Mm. So um, what church were you involved in at this stage? Well, I went to a little church in the bush. It was a shed and it was a um, multi-church, lots of different people. Okay, non-denomination. But there wasn't so much Pentecostal mm although it was full of those mm. sort of people, but they were uniting church, Catholic, Protestant yeah, kind of. Wow. But even in that, I, <laughs> I've found God Yeah. Um, just in everything. Wow. Mm, it was so, a mix of it all. Yeah, and so, yeah, everyone would think, thought I'd lost the plot. Yes. Mm. I can imagine it would have seemed that way. And I took my boys to church yeah. and um, things like that. And then at one point I kind of drifted away a bit. I'm not sure why. And some friends got hold of me, or this friend got hold of me and encouraged me to go to her church in town. She said, because it's it's better to be under good teaching than just, you know, with whatever. Um, but unfo- as good as that church was in many ways, in some other ways it wasn't good mm. because it was very controlling. Okay. And... Um, I got quite fearful and to keep to keep the what they asked us to do I I I really did um I took the boys and yeah it was just a bit I think it's a bit much for David because we were hardly ever home <laughs> I'm sure he really got worried about you at that point Oh he had friends there were some wives there who like me and then, then there was a whole group of guys that didn't come Yeah mm. wow I think so what happened to the Spirit of God in that season that you'd received in your bedroom? Um, it was still there. I think it was just a little um, – I was probably a little restrained because yeah. um, they liked us to come to every service if okay. possible, especially if there was a revival, which was a five-night meeting. Oh, wow. So there was a, there was a very strong commitment. Mm. and. I felt safe, I think, in that commitment because someone was telling me what to do, I suppose. And I'm not saying that they weren't Christians. They were. But just the way they handled their congregation, I think, was a bit restrictive. Mm. And so it was very um, Bible-based teaching? Yes, very. Yes. Um, And um, Bible-based teaching. And we had Sunday Sunday school in the Sunday morning. And then we had church, and then in the afternoon we had prayer and then church. You're joking. No. <laughs> that yeah. was a Sunday. Yeah, that was a Sunday. Oh, my and goodness. Wednesday was... commitment. <laughs> yeah. And I really did commit, and I wow, actually made the mistake 
of putting those things before my family mm. because I was so well taught that if I honoured God, everything else would be okay. Yeah. But um, I think I'm pretty sure my boys have been a bit um, hurt by that. Mm. Yeah, things mm. that they maybe worry them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's been their only view of God, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 But so when I came down here, uh, even though. Um, so when did you move down here? In two thousand and three. Okay. Even though um, we were taught in the church that you shouldn't leave, you know, like not to just go somewhere without their blessing, they let me go freely because I was married to David and he wanted to go. <laughs> so I was thrilled. And what were they going to do about it? Wow. I was thrilled. And um, I came down here and um, just, you know, kept going to um, other churches that weren't like that and finding more um, freedom. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So was yeah. that strange? Like, A little what bit. What was that like to then, because how long were you in that church for? Uh, from the time I was 26 until I was 40. Eight, I think, or forty-nine. Yet, wow! So you're in that for twenty-something years. Yeah, within that control around yep. your faith. Mm. So yeah. what? What had to, like, I don't know. <laughs> what had to change for you when you step into another church? Did it almost feel like you needed rules and regulations again? Like, mm, not so much. Well, I couldn't was actually that? find any rules and regulations. Okay. So, um. It was just simply church, yeah. It was the first time I went to church down here. It was in the hall in Koroi, and um, a lady was preaching, and I was shocked at the, that a lady would be preaching. Yes, yeah. okay. That I'd never heard of that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so so there different. would have been a lot of firsts for you to experience. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I was determined to find a church home when I moved down here. Mm. Regardless of anything else, that's what I wanted. Yeah. So um, I did. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and and so David is faithfully journeying with you, thinking you're a crazy person all this time. <laughs> no, I don't know. He didn't say much. And even even now that he's a Christian, he still doesn't say much. So when did that happen? When did David make his decision? For In Christ? 2016 when wow. he was um, just experienced a really difficult bout of depression he just said to me one day um he was wrapped up in a blanket on the couch and he said are you going to church on Sunday I said yeah and he said I might come with you oh I tried not to overreact (laughs) (laughs) I thought I've prayed for this man for 44 years and now he's saying just like that he's going to come And so that was pretty good. I bet it was. That's Mm. incredible. I know. But you faithfully went to church on your own for all of those years. That can't have been easy. No, it wasn't at times. But, like, um, I experienced depression three times. Okay. Um, I don't say that was related to that. I think it's just my temperament and my makeup. Mm -hmm. But in all those – in those horrible times – God was always with me mm. and he's the reason that I worked through those things mm. yeah and kept going and I wouldn't I don't understand people that don't know God I understand and they they they, they don't yeah I don't understand that cuz to me it's 
it's part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it was hard. And David and I had a lot of arguments about it. I can imagine. And yeah. things like that. And I said to him once, I'll rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and he nearly fell over laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my boys, um, one boy is, is with God, but the other two aren't. And so that's my main focus in life is to pray my family home. Yeah. Well, your husband yeah. got there. So. Yeah, I know. And yeah. He, he's not like me at all. He's quiet. Yes. And I said to him, why do you even come to church? He said, because I want to. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just to have him standing next to me in church. Sometimes I reach out and touch him to make sure it's real. <laughs> He's actually there. You were actually with me. Yeah. Wow. So incredible, isn't it? It is. It gives you an appreciation for um, the differences in um, the congregation, doesn't it? You know, mm. that we really are made up of of many different beings that all have a very different and unique expression of worship, yeah. don't we? Yeah. We're all there to worship God, but it mm. looks very different mm. from all of us. And you and David are chalk and cheese. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he's my only true love. Yeah. Since I was 15. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're older now, but it's still we still love each other. You've been through a lot together. Yeah. And yeah. I'm actually proud of... Our marriage and the, the consistency that we've given our kids. Yeah, yeah. So not too many people could say that they, um, you know, fell pregnant at seventeen and then yeah. got married and and then man stayed with the and person. then stayed with that person. That's yeah. that's it an incredible wonderful. story in itself, isn't mm. it, Jane? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and seeking to find your own relationship with God in all of that as well. Like, mm. There's a big journey there, isn't there? But I think it's wonderful the way the seeds were sown. In in as a Catholic, yeah. I had a fear to be without God, you know, or for mm. my children to be without God, mm. and that's what. And then he just turned up in the middle of that. So how did that fear change? Because you don't oh. live with that fear per se anymore. No, not at all. So so how does that? How did that, was know. that a gradual, I think it was just learning. as you got to know him or? And also, yeah, finding out the truth. Yeah. That there wasn't actually in the Bible a place called Limbo, Limbo. where my babies would go. <laughs> <laughs> and neither is there a purgatory. Oh. And so <clears throat> it was just finding out. And I, I remember saying to someone, I went to boarding school. I went to mass every morning. I never found Jesus there. Mm. Not criticising them. No. But there was, that was never something that they taught us. Wow. To have a personal relationship yeah. with, with him. Yeah. Mm, so. It's so sad, isn't it? It is sad. Um, I know there's lots of good Catholics, though. Yes. And, mm. and you think about what could have been, like in the, in the discipline of mass every day, mm. it would have almost been to, to know Jesus in that moment and come before him every morning could have mm. been such a gift. Yeah, it? so yeah. many would see it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just—he's just my friend, and he's brought me through so much, mm. and he'll continue to take me through so much. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it's not so much awful, <laughs> but I know <laughs> he'll be lessons. there for the for the seasons. Yeah, 
Yeah, because I think about it sometimes. I think I'm 65. How did that happen? Yeah. And I think, oh, maybe I haven't got that long left on the earth. And then I just focus my thoughts on him Mm. because he'll be there. Yeah, and none of us know. No, we don't. That's true. time's up, do we? No. No, we don't. Yeah. But the hope of heaven... Is everything. It's <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, I get bogged down when I look at the world and I see all the people in it and I think, mm. how can God know all these people? Mm. But he said to me, but I know you. Mm. I said, oh, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the most important one, so that's all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I ask questions yeah. like that when we're in, um, like, Saigon. <laughs> and I'm looking at the multitudes driving their scooters down the road and they're yeah. just like a big wave of humanity. Yeah. And I remember that he found me. Yeah. That's how he finds them. Yeah. Hmm. It's incredible to think that, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. mind-boggling. Absolutely. But he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd be a little bit worried. A bit petty, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's Absolutely. a mystery. He's a wonderful mystery. Yeah. That you're still discovering after 40 mm. odd years of walking with him. Yeah. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. There's still new things to discover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He's never ending. No, never mm. ending. There's still a, a ton of questions that blow our mind that we just can't even fathom, isn't there? No, we can't, yeah. I can't fathom. No. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. And so such a precious gift that your mum gave you in all of that, isn't it? Yeah. You and when, when she was dying, um, I got to spend the day with her and um, I talked to her about Jesus mm. and I was so blessed because when the priest came to anoint her with oil, he got me to read that. I don't even know what chapter it is now, but it was about Jesus being our high priest and the lamb. Yeah. And we were just talking to her and talking to her. And and I just believe that um, she made heaven her home. Absolutely. Because she said to me on, she said to me on the phone, she said, Jane, I've got uh, lung and liver cancer. Mm. And I said, oh, mum, I said, I don't know what to say. I'm lost for words. And she said, I'm going to get on my knees. Wow. And then she was dead three days later. Wow. Mm. Goodness so, me. Yeah. But she knew that the place that she wanted to be was on her knees. That's yeah. beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I don't know how, but I know that God would have met her there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And for your boys to see that of you, like, mm. you, you know, you haven't you haven't lived a... Um, a uh, carefree life, have you? you no. Know, you've had your challenges. Yes. And, but as you say, God's been your constant through all of that, hasn't mm, he? Yeah. Yeah, perhaps for a season it, it was a little bit skewed. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they've seen you come through all of that, yeah. still hanging on to God. Yeah, I know. He's been the constant, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, in all of that. And they never, um, they don't really talk about their feelings about that with me. No. But I imagine, like, my prayers, mm. man, every morning I just mm. focus on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I go from David right down to my youngest granddaughter oh, and everywhere in between. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah, just gathering them in. Yeah. And um, I get attacked in my mind and, you know, 
oh, we're wasting your time. No, I'm not. No. I'm investing. Totally. Because he says that he that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. And I speak out, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, that is not something I can see. You know? In the natural. No. Mm. And to me, it almost seems impossible. Yeah. But not with God. But God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if I go home to be with him before I know they're coming home too, I know they'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful, the power of, of praying grandparents for the generations to come? Mm. Because yeah. that's the greatest legacy that you leave, isn't it, you know? Yeah. And you see the gift that your mum gave you and that you passed down to your mm. children and them onto theirs. And Even if her gift wasn't, you know what I mean, sometimes. Wasn't perfect. No. Never is. But it was, it was what she knew. Absolutely. Well, she introduced you to God without mm. her. Who knows? That's you right. Know? Yeah. I can't bear to know. think about it. No. Dad didn't mention God very often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we had the same experience with Dad when he was dying. I got to talk to him and spend time with wow. him. So that's, that's just beautiful. My brother isn't it? said, "How come you get all the deathbeds?" I said, "I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because God wants me God there." God <laughs> wants you there, absolutely. Because you're a great mouthpiece, Jane. Yeah, you are. You're not afraid to speak His truth, are you? Oh well, I can be afraid to speak to people. Never. No, I mean like to to say to witness. I'm not very good at that. So I do I say what I can and then I always say I'm going to be praying for you. Yeah. And um And you do. Yeah. yeah. But I wish I sometimes was a fiery evangelist. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. You know what I mean? Like yep. I had a friend in Darwin who was a fiery evangelist and everyone used to hide from her in the supermarket. <laughs> So she was a scary evangelist. Well, she was relentless. Oh, my she goodness. She never gave up. She yeah. just made people feel pressured. Wow. Yeah, mm. it's, it's a uh, a different way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps not your way. It's I'm not glad. my way. And no. given the opportunity, and I said this to Jenny, because you know how Jenny goes out west, and mm. she said, oh, Jane, we still haven't seen any fruit. Mm. And I said, Jenny, I know that if you were given the opportunity, you would say what yeah. you and she said I would. Yeah. I said, "Well, stop bashing yourself that's up. It. Yeah, just keep doing what God's called you to do." Yeah, isn't because it? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. I think we we often underestimate just the God in us, don't we? That that does shine through in our decisions and how we handle situations and live our life. And sometimes yeah. I think it might be the God that in us who shines makes the enemy angry. Yep, Absolutely. and he attacks us. Yep. And says, stop enjoying yourself. <laughs> I'm going to love it. And then you just laugh at him and get back up again. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, you've definitely uh, enriched my life since I've known you. And mm -hmm. Thank uh, you. I love the, the smile and the joy that's around about your life. It is infectious. So mm -hmm. if that's what goes before you as you meet other people, then they'll be curious about what makes you different. So. <laughs> They'll be asking that question. So. Yeah, because I am different in the first place, let alone totally. different. I mean, is beautiful. Um, different in the sense in my personality, you know, I'm interesting. And I sometimes think, well, coupled with God, that could be quite good. <laughs> and is, absolutely. It is. Yeah. So, yes. So thank you for sharing your story today. Oh, thank you it for was, having me. Um, Beautiful to see how God weaved his way in all of that and, and how you stand strong and continue to believe for your family and the generations to come. So.
Watch this space, hey? Yeah, watch this space, all right. (laughs) Love it. Thanks for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the God in Us story that you've just listened to. Can I encourage you that if you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to the teller of the story and tell them that you want to hear more. God has blessed us with each other to do this journey called Life Together. 